when I was renovating this rectory last year, there was one thing that I absolutely wanted to have, and that was a big dining room table. So I could invite friends to come over to, for instance, play board games or have my Star Wars friends help me create my first Stormtrooper costume. And the thing is, I rarely have those occasions. I spend most of my time upstairs in my little editing room where I'm hunched over my monitor creating videos or recording podcasts. There is definitely something wrong with my work-life balance. And in this episode of The Walk, I want to talk about it. Let's go for a walk. It is so beautiful here. The moor, moorlands, there is heather and it's in full bloom right now. So you get this purple haze all over the place. I love walking here. It's so incredibly gorgeous. And uh, (laughs) before I started this walk, I was talking about uh, wanting to be home and at that big table playing board games with my friends. But you know what? Being outside is is just as as cool, especially uh, when we're approaching fall and the weather is getting so nice and uh, and, and, and nature is still glorious, despite the drought, because it's been very dry. I wanted to talk to you today about work-life balance, um, which is a thing that a lot of you, including me, uh, are, are struggling with. How do you make sure that you that you don't drown in your work, uh, that you have enough time to, to be with friends, to be with your children, with your family. Um, and and, and how, how often does that get perturbed? Because we, we, we focus on, on just working, working, working. And then uh, we, we tend to relegate everything else to a second or, or tertiary plan. And we, uh, let me just get under this tree here. <laughs> And uh, we, uh, we forget what, what truly matters. When I was in the United States uh, with, with Rob Cabasco and his family and we were going to the Star Wars celebration, I met a lot of my friends from the 501st. 501st is a division of, uh, let's say, a fictional stormtrooper army. And, um, and, and it, it, these people are amazing. They make their own costumes. Uh, it's all you know, dark side or imperial side, I should say. Um, uh, but they're bad guys doing good because they spend a lot of time in their costumes to go to children's hospitals or raise money for, for charity and that sort of stuff. And there's also a division here in the Netherlands and they've been asking me for years now, Father Roderick, when are you finally going to join us? Because we know as a, as a Star Wars fan that you want to have your own imperial costume. In fact, let us help you make a costume and you can be the Death Star chaplain or something like that. <laughs> Boy, they, they need a chaplain there. There's so much dark side energy. So why don't you join us? And every time I keep saying, oh, I'd love to. Yeah, let's do that. But I need some help because I, I, I don't know how to make a costume like that. Uh, but we'll do that. And then, you know, time passes and I'm so busy with other work and then, there's this other convention or festival and I meet them again. It's like, Father Roderick, you still haven't joined us. When are you going to make your costume? Yeah, next year. I'm going to have some time. And then COVID happens. And then for, for more than two years, the world is 
closed for business. And so, uh, again, I, I need to do this with friends, so I, I can't do this by myself. Uh, yeah, we'll have to wait until COVID is over. And then this is part of my work-life balance. I'm so focused on all the media stuff that I want to do that I barely ever make time for friendship initiatives like this. Of course, it's not about the costume. It's not about having, you know, <laughs> some white plastic and looking like a stormtrooper. That's cool. That's definitely one of my childhood dreams to be a stormtrooper or to be an imperial officer. But it's more, much more important to be part of that group of friends, to, of that community. Uh, it's something I'm just going to schedule because I feel that if I don't take this as serious as I take my, my other work... Uh, it's never going to happen. And in five years from now, when I meet my friends, they will still ask me, it's like, when are you going to join? Or they may actually worse, they may give up on that. And so uh, it's time to put, to put this in, into practice. And I know, I know that for work-life balance, it requires, most of all, planning. You just have to put it on a schedule and take it seriously and otherwise it's not it's not going to happen by itself Th- that same advice i would give anyone who asks me you know what should i do to to ba- balance my for instance my family life and my work i would say well don't wait for it to happen by itself and certainly don't think that your family or your friends are going to help you with this you are the only one who can change that balance and it's a matter of shifting your priorities and, and trusting that the rest of your work won't suffer from it. As long as you do it in moderation and you, you kind of think this through, there is not a single job in the world that requires you to work 24 hours per day. And if it does, if you feel like your work requires you to, to be on call 24 hours per day, you have to wonder if that's the work that you want to do or should do um, everyone needs friends everyone needs these social moments to play a board game to hang out online to to <laughs> get together and and make a stormtrooper costume um, and i'm personally convinced that if you it, the more you invest in friendship and in social moments the more you will get energy for your work, for the rest of your life. It's similar to prayer. Prayer seems like a waste of time to people. But I know from experience that time spent in prayer is never wasted time. It gives you an open mind, it gives you ideas, it gives you energy, it gives you peace, it puts things in perspective. So time dedicated to, to building your friendship with God, just as much as, as in the case of, of, of spending time with your friends, it's never a waste of time. Owen, Uncle Owen, was wrong when he told Luke, you can go and waste time with your friends when you're done with the harvest or with the work here at the farm. No, that's why Luke ultimately ran away, kind of ran away. Luke didn't have balance in his life, and Owen and Beru, uh, same thing. They were just working, working, working. They were so obsessed by their mission to protect this child that had been entrusted to them and to safeguard his future that they forgot that it's still a child who also needs time off and time to play and time to dream. Life is about more than just work. That's something I learned from Star Wars. As always, there's also a spiritual dimension to this. Uh, If you ever wonder what to do, ask that quintessential question, 
What would Jesus do? What do you see him do? And how can that impact the choices that you make? Because you want to emulate him. If there's one guide that can show you how to live your life, it must be Jesus. So if I look at Jesus from the perspective of how does he handle his work-life balance, even though, is there really work in Jesus' life? Well, I guess there is. He is working hard. He's doing, he's putting a lot of energy and effort into helping people, into preaching, uh, into spending time with others. But at the same time, Jesus also takes ample time to in a certain way, waste time with, uh, with, with his father in, in the desert, for instance, 40 days. He's, before he goes on his first mission, he spends 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. It's emphasized how long that was. And it's, it's one of those moments that you realize that the efficacy of Jesus' mission does not depend on the amount of people that he heals or the amount of of sermons that he gives in the, in the synagogue, uh, not even the amount of miles and kilometers that he walks. And he, Jesus didn't travel the world. He just traveled in his own country, in his own environment. And then later on, the apostles uh, went on and, and they did travel the seas and, and brought that message further. But Jesus himself didn't feel like he needed to do everything by himself. And so you find that, I think that kind of that realism in his mission, that uh, I can only do so many things. And the efficacy of what I do, as well as the harvest, does not depend on the one who sows. It depends on God, who gives life force to everything you do. And so uh, this is why you, you see Jesus at one point, after having uh, been with people for, for an entire day, and the apostles are tired he tells them, it's time for you to, to take some rest, to go to a place where you are alone. Let's go take the boat. Let's go to a remote place where we can rest. So Jesus himself values that balance. He knows that his apostles are just human and, and need to recharge. Um, and, and, and even then, when people follow him along the shore and when they arrive with the boat, they have already reached a point where they thought they were going to be alone. Even then, Jesus lets his apostles rest and he continues to heal uh, people. And so uh, he wants his followers, and I consider myself uh, one, of those, one of those followers uh, a little bit later in time. Um, he, wa he wants me also to take my time to rest and to recharge uh, because we all need that. And it's also trusting that when we are sleeping, when we are doing nothing, or when we are doing useless stuff, like Uncle Owen would say, it would still somehow benefit the overall plan. Uh, because when we are sleeping, God works, or Jesus continues to work when his apostles need to rest. So it's also a matter of trusting that, that it doesn't depend on you. You do what you can, uh, and, and you do your best and God does the rest, as they say. Uh, so that is, that is an, an important uh, reason for me to, to pursue this balance of life and to also make a plan of, of meeting my friends because I know that this is not just good for me from a psychological point of view, um, but this is something that Jesus wants us to do. He shows it with his apostles. And Jesus himself 
is, is doing so many different things. He goes out for walks along the shore. He, he takes sometimes hours and hours during the night to pray. He walks, he travels, he eats with people. He spends a lot of time with friends, but also oftentimes goes about alone. He preaches. Uh, and, 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 and ooh, what was that? Eesh. What's that? I think my hand just got stuck in a huge cobweb. Ugh, I hope there are no spiders now crawling up my sleeves. Anyway, <laughs> so Jesus preaches, but he also heals people. He goes, you know, fishing with his apostles. He's going for boat rides. Well, not really boat rides, but he went in, uh, in boats. He's walking in the middle of a storm on the water. There's a lot of different stuff that Jesus does. And, and if, if my life wants to emulate the life of Christ and the only thing I do is sit behind my computer and work all day and I never have time for friends and I tell myself I don't have time for prayer or time to cook and eat healthy and go to bed in time or leisure time and read a book and study, then I'm not really emulating Jesus because Jesus shows me a different example. wrap things up with a recommendation this is what I want to do and hopefully it will help me to spend more time with friends for me what always works is to turn it into a habit to give it a certain regularity in a way um, and so I want to commit myself to spending one part of a day and so that could be a morning an afternoon or an evening doesn't really matter at least at first, when that is. But I want to dedicate one part of one day, so it's a very low bar, to meeting friends, to social activities. And what works for me the best is if I put that on a, towards the end of the, of the week. So on a, on a Friday evening or on a Saturday afternoon, something like that. Uh, maybe even Sunday, although Sundays are, used to, are usually quite busy because of mass in the morning and then uh, streaming mass in, in the evening but to make sure that every week there will be at least one evening or one afternoon or one morning dedicated to a uh, conversation with friends or a meeting with friends uh, I'm just going to try to do that for a month and I'll get back to you to tell you if it worked. For those of you that are f part of my Patreon community, I'm going to walk the extra mile with you and I want to share some, uh, some more thoughts about uh, the, the projects that I, that I have in the pipeline for you. Um, and if you want to join that community, that fellowship of patrons, of, of, of monthly supporters, take a look at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. Thanks for the privilege of your time. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Take care and God bless.